Welcome to the weekly podcast for St. David's Episcopal Church for the 12th Sunday after Pentecost. If you would like to follow along with the scripture readings for today's sermon, you can go to lectionarypage.net or find the link in this episode's description. This week's sermon was given by the Reverend Reuben Duran. Let's listen. Bring in Christ, praise to you, and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. It's good to be back after a couple of years, a couple of years, a couple of weeks, felt like two years, uh, being out uh, in the fields and doing some rest and also connecting with some colleagues. As you know, I uh, serve at the church offices of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, uh, leading the way in the development of new congregations all over the country. And many of these new baby churches, these new communities of faith, are being planted actually in partnership with other denominations. So this last week, for example, I joined a group of Lutherans and Episcopals in Northern Florida to look at a new ministry uh, among the leaders of the deaf community in that region. And something wonderful got my attention as we were sharing our ideas, strategies, and commitments. In the corner of the screen, there was a woman called Laurie Fuller, who was translating all into sign language so that we could understand each other. I think translation work is an art. Laurie made it possible for all people in that setting to receive the messages and being able to turn it into one's own language, one's own understanding. So as ideas and concepts and messages were shared, Laurie was able to carry them over across the minds and hearts of those in the deaf community and among those in the hearing community. Have you experienced the work of a translator before? Or have you ever had the chance to be a translator yourself? As a former travel agent, I had daily experiences of carrying out these messages from one language to another. And that ability actually came from uh, my teenage years, uh, influenced, of course, by my parents, taking languages like um, in high school, English, little French. My dad taught me Quechua, the language of the Incas. Then came Portuguese in college, and then, of course, little Greek and Hebrew in seminary. So I am confused all the time in language, no question about it. So all of this was the effect, really, of the influence of my parents, because they turned our home into a hospitality house for many years, and every meal in my house was always a table surrounded of people of many nations, many languages. So the love of languages was built in right away from home and beyond. Many times my home looked like a mini United Nations place. You have to be very careful when you are interpreting a language. You know, one day, a person with a very strong accent was reading the scripture in church with much gusto. Unfortunately, in reference to how God's son will set us free, he mistakenly said, si el ajo os libertare, 
seréis verdaderamente libres. He should have said, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Instead, what came out of his mouth was, if garlic makes you free, you shall be free indeed. So close. Aho and oho. That is the problem. So I'm sure people went to the market and packed their bags with garlic just in case. My country, Peru, has 124 languages, and Spanish is just one of them. So many Bible translators are busy in the jungles and in the villages translating the scripture in the many languages of people. So far, 41 languages have been uh, overcome with this situation. I remember discussing their work around the table in my home. They have come to the passage which we read today in the Gospel of John, where Jesus says, I am the bread of life. These translators were struggling because the dictionary is very clear. Bread means pan, bread, what we eat every day. It's a daily and often experience. But the issue they faced was that in that area of the jungle, people did not eat bread. It was not part of their diet or their experience. So, what did you do, we asked. And they told us that people are saying, when what we eat daily and what we cannot do without are bananas. So the translators wrote on John chapter 6, Jesus says to all, I am the banana of life. <laughs> this experience is consistent with other Bible translators who use contextual approaches so that the message of God can be carried over to the hearers. In the Philippines, Jesus says, I am the rice of life. In some parts of Mexico, I am the tortilla of life. And we pray, don't we? Give us this day our daily bread. The commonality here is that the message to be carried over across languages and cultures declares God is present with us in our daily existence. God is near us. God invites us to be connected with God and to experience God's presence just as we experience things on a daily basis, like bread, bananas, rice, tortillas. So picture now Jesus and his disciples back then trying to translate God's message to the Jewish hearers. And the hearers were having a hard time understanding the point since Jesus spoke of them about eating his flesh and drinking his blood something irrational in their culture. So Jesus gently is trying to convey that his flesh and blood, that is his presence in us, generates life. And his life becomes ours. And then we become carriers of that life to others, wherever we are and wherever we go. This concept goes directly to our understanding of Holy Communion. But it also goes beyond to speak about our total commitment and following of Christ's teachings and Christ's example. Christ came 
to give himself for all humanity. Thus he modeled for his followers then and now to also consider ourselves as bread to be shared with all. Bread, something so common, so simple, so basic, so available to all. I did not hear Jesus saying, I am the caviar of life or something as exclusive, but rather something as ordinary as bread and wine. Christ's real presence comes to us in, with, and under these simple elements, which are used with frequency and by all people. In Christ, God makes the invisible visible, the divine human, the otherworldly disworldly, the extraordinary ordinary. For us, for all around us, for the world, and for all of creation. So as we come together around God's table today, we are reminded once again that Christ's presence in us, in, with, and under this ordinary means of bread and wine, renews life in us, clarifies our identity as the children of God. It reconnects us with God's vision to love and redeem the world and send us forth to use our various vocations to serve the world on God's behalf. So as Christ is bread for us, we are sent to be bread for others. We are carriers of that life given to us that is much needed around us today. So Laurie Fuller will be carrying this new life and will be sharing in among the deaf community around Ocala in Florida on behalf of God and supported by Episcopals and Lutherans. Many Bible translators continue to listen, learn, and find the appropriate words and ways to convey the life God brings to people, even in remote places. And you and I, we are becoming bread for others. We do so with carefulness, genuineness, and vulnerability. Interpreting the times and finding ways to be translators of God's message. As Luther said once, you know, we are just hungry people, mingling among other hungry people. It just happened that we know where the bread is. We are thirsty people, mingling among other thirsty people. It just happened that we have received the news where the water of life is. And as St. Francis put it, preach the gospel at all times, and if necessary, use words. You can say, translate the gospel at all times, and if necessary, use words. So whatever situation you're in, we can always use the language of love, the language of hope, service, friendship, the language of care, accompaniment, the language of silent presence, listening, learning, sharing, the language of grace, the language of justice. Through you and through me, God will do extraordinary things during ordinary times and through ordinary people, just like you and me. Amen.
Thanks for listening this week. You can find out about other things going on at St. David's by going to our website, stdavidsofaurora.com, or you can find us on Facebook. In addition, over the next few days, I will be uploading the sermons that um, happened over the past couple of weeks, especially the summertime. So look for those episodes as well. See you next time. Thank you.